It has this big cloud of gas that's around it, and it's actually known as the Leo Ring, and it's mm. like even bigger than the Milky Way. Apparently, it's like six times wider. Dang, move over, Milky Way. There's a new boss in town. <laughs> And it's fire, a ring of fire. I love it. Welcome to Coco Astrology, the Chocoholic's Guide to the Universe. I'm Jen. And I'm Kara. In this podcast, two soul sisters hailing from planet Earth were brought together by the forces of the universe. We're here to take you on an otherworldly adventure, delving into the mystical cosmos and unlocking the secrets of the zodiac. But hold on to your astral hats. That's just the tip of the galactic iceberg because we're doing it all while indulging in the ancient food of the gods, cacao. So buckle up, fellow earthlings. Grab your favorite bar. Because we're about to take you on a journey that will leave you craving chocolate and astrology like never before. Welcome to Coco Astrology. Hey, hey, welcome back, fellow Earthlings, and greetings, all you lions out there. We are into Leo season. Leo season, baby. (laughs) So glad to have you all back. In the last episode, we talked about what was happening in the planets, going on in the sky right now, and how it affected cancer. But it is now Leo season, which we did kind of tease a little bit last time. We had an interview with our choreographer, Lo, and she is a Leo cusp. So we did kind of start teasing some of the some of the fun aspects yes. of being Leo, but Kara herself is a Leo, and we know she's going to basically take over this episode because that's it's what Leo's It's going to be me. <laughs> yes, all things Leo, baby. Get your bling bling on, your royalty, your, you know, get ready to sit in your throne because it's your time to shine. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's, as you know, this is going to be so fun because as we all know, it is time to shine in the sunshine leo is a sun sign yes tell us more about the leo sign cara you are an expert oh thank you um (laughs) uh for leo the sun rules the sign as jen mentioned and you know it's great that it follows cancer because you know cancer is ruled by the moon and we're ruled by the sun so the two luminaries ultimately the best just absolutely (laughs) not biased um but leo is a masculine sign so there's the masculine energy just knowing that it's not male female but it's just that energy right um and it's also the fifth sign of the zodiac and it is a fire sign so fire baby yes so aries leo and sagittarius are the fire signs And it is also a fixed sign. So versus uh, the cardinal sign that Cancer is, um, it is in the middle of the season, which is why it's fixed. Uh, And this kind of represents, I was reading into this a little more, you know, they're considered the doers of the zodiac. So So are all fixed signs uh, doers? Is that what you're you're saying, Cara? I would say so. Um, just being kind of in the middle, kind of locked in the season, right? I love it. It. Locked in, baby. <laughs> locked and <in>. loaded. <laughs> I'd ra- I'm glad I'm locked into summer, I would say. Uh, but there really, you can read into it a little more thinking like, oh, if it's, if it's a fixed sign and you're, you're in that time frame, then you're also maybe more loyal, um, stubborn, perhaps like set in your ways, because this is like, fixed time so that's kind of how I interpreted it 
That makes sense. And Leos are already a little bit stubborn. Let's be honest, right? They (laughs) are. Yes, I would say so. I think I've gotten a little more stubborn as I've gotten older, I would say. Um, But perhaps that's my other signs influences too, which I know we'll talk about. But Jen, what are the dates of the Leo sign? So yeah, in the traditional Western astrology, it started July 23rd and goes till August 22nd. But according to Vedic astrology, it is from August 15 to September 15. So basically, you are a Leo either way. Yes, I'm a full on Leo. And I remember when we talked about it earlier, I thought I would maybe fall into cancer, but that's just me thinking I'm every sign. Um, (laughs) But yes, I am a hardcore Leo then, according to Vedic astrology. Um, Yeah. um, And for our listeners... Can you explain a little more about Vedic astrology? Because before we touched on it, but I'd even like to know a little bit more where that where that originates. Yeah. So in Vedic astrology, they basically use what is more current happening in the sky versus in the Western astrology, they use one point in time, which was a long, long time ago. So in other words, the Vedic astrology is really more current as far as the dates go, when the actual, like, for example, sun is in your sign. The other thing about Vedic astrology is they actually put the moon sign in a little bit higher um, priority. So the Western, mm. like, really looks at the, like you were saying, the sun is masculine, the moon is feminine. So they believe it should be the feminine should rule. And yes. that's why they look at the moon sign more. Oh, put together so well. I love that. And I, when I was kind of looking into my birth chart, I think that makes sense, or my natal chart, as you'd say. Um, I do have a moon in Libra and a rising sign of Virgo, which I know you do too. Yes, I sure do. Yeah, according to Vedic astrology, I'm a double Virgo, so I'm a Virgo rising and a Virgo moon. Oh, but according, yeah, but according to Western astrology, I'm a Virgo moon and a Libra rising. Okay, so we're kind of, we have a lot of the same uh, yeah. traits just in different parts of our mind, soul, body. Exactly. And for all you listeners out there, we'd love to know what your moon and rising and sun signs are. Um, do you have any Leo in you? Um, you'd be surprised because even I was double checking and I'm a Venus in Leo. So my Venus is in Leo. Um which makes sense, I think, when I think about how I love, you know, how I express love and just that kind of quality of romanticism. I, I definitely think I fall in that Leo category, which we'll talk about. Yeah, I love that. And Leo is a very passionate, right? It's fiery, it's passionate. So that's cool that you have Venus and Leo. I, I, that's the other thing too, is that like, it's, it's so interesting when you really get into your birth chart, like a, for, just start, like if you, for your beginning astrologers out there, just start by knowing your moon rising and sun sign. But it's also fun to start looking at, okay, what, what, where are your other signs, right? Where do they land? What planets are they aligned with? What house are they in? It's really interesting to look at that and you start getting a little bit more familiar and it's really, it's so intense to, to like really see how accurate it is to really describe who you are, you know? Uh, It's really fascinating. And um, I'm just getting more into it as we're getting through this podcast. Um, So I'm looking forward to diving in a little bit more. But first, more about me. Yes. (laughs) Please, please. Let's talk more about Leo. Ms. Carr, (laughs) tell me more about 
your traits as a Leo? Well, Jen, it's not all about me. It's all about the pack of lions, right? So I just wanted to say, as I was even thinking about myself, because <laughs> <laughs> Leos are supposed to be pretty vain, um, looking at ourselves in the mirror, our egos are blown. Um, but we have a lot of uh, courageous, um, dependable, and attractive qualities as well. I was thinking about all the Leos in my life and I know so many Leos. It is probably second to Virgos, which we're going to get into. I know a ton of Virgos, including my partner. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Who, by the way, would fall in the Vedic astrology of a Leo. So that'll be interesting. That is interesting. (laughs) But um, I definitely can spot a Leo from a mile away. I would say more than any other sign. And maybe that's because I know myself, but um, just a lot of times they're, they tend to have long hair. It's, it's a weird thing, but I've noticed a lot of Leos. That's hilarious. I love that. Love their lion mane. Um, And also just like this, this energy, it's just like this warmth and this approachability, right? So a lot of times, you know, if you're meeting someone for the first time, you usually get a vibe from them. And I know that's kind of more their rising sign of the initial impression, but that soul that you talked about um, as the sun sign, I definitely feel that connection when I uh, meet a Leo. And when I ask someone's birthday and they tell me it's late July or like mid August, I usually, uh, it just confirms what I've thought about them because they're, that that vibrancy comes off a Leo and I, I really do feel it. I know it sounds corny. Um. <laughs> no, it's, it totally makes sense to me. I think that's such a great observation that when you, it's so fun, by the way, as you're learning the different qualities of the different signs to like then start seeing if you can spot them in other people. And that's half the fun of like understanding the Zodiac. But I do, I definitely agree that when you meet somebody you can see these qualities and I agree that you are very energetic. You are warm. You have, a funny, you have that funny sense of humor and you also, it's funny when I think about Leo's is, you know, they're kind of known for being like sort of like the center of attention, but I think they also really like other people to be center of attention too. Oh, you nailed it, Jen. It's, it's both sides for sure. Um, I think, you know, at the same time they are givers, but they want to receive. So it's kind of that duality. Yes. Um, but for sure, they, they want to light people up. Like, I personally feel that way. Um, I love to host, like, a great example is I love to host parties. I love to, you know, please yes. everyone with good music, good food. And that's, that's making sure everyone has a good experience. But if no one's talking to me, I'm going to be a little pissed, you know? <laughs> <laughs> or if no one's, like, giving me a shout out or something at some point, um, if it goes under the radar, it can be, it can be hard for the, you know, the ego, but I've learned growing up that it's not always going to come out right away. You're not always going to get the validation, um, for all that you do that doer, um, immediately. And that's okay. So I'm learning to be patient. Um, but I definitely have that quality and they're a fire sign, right? So of course they're going to be bold. Um, yeah. Of course, that makes sense. And of course, they're going to be warm, right? Of course, they're going to be passionate and vivacious and love to be in the center. Like if you think about a fire, like who doesn't love to like, you know, sit around a fire and give the fire all the attention, right? So it totally makes sense to me. 
Yes, exactly. Well put. What do you think some of the dark sides are of being a Leo? Rar. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say, well, we already talked about the vanity a little bit and um, being the center of attention. But I think some of that comes from, um, you know, struggling to be seen or heard. And, and that could relate to so many things, right? We're we're not all attached to just our Zodiac signs. It's, you know, our upbringing and all that stuff. Cause I could share a few stories, but, um, but you know, <laughs> sure it's, you just, could. it's just that feeling of, um, you know, you just want to be seen, you want to be validated, especially as someone who's loyal, like a giver and all that. Um, so I would say that's one thing. And the other is I have, a deep need for adventure and um, like desire to travel and to experience things, right? Like I want to experience things. I want the ambiance to be beautiful. I want um, a little bit of glamour, Um, but you know, it it doesn't have to be fake. I want it to be authentic, but there is this like dichotomy of idealism versus, you know, reality and practicality. Mm. So I struggle a lot with that of like my expectations and, um, you know, what I dream about or what I'm like imagining, like that childlike, there's a lot of childlike qualities in Leo's. I really noticed that throughout, like just meeting a Leo. Yeah. You think they're younger than they actually are, um, (laughs) because they hold on to that youth a little bit. Like one of my best childhood friends, um, shout out to Laura. She's just like, Uh, We used to have double sleepovers. Like we grew up in LA, which celebrity, right? LA. Um, Totally. It's so perfect for Leo to be in LA. (laughs) But she's just like, she's someone, you know, you have those friends that you connect with, but even to this day, like, you know, we're, we're in the early forties. I like to say 30 or 40. (laughs) Right. Right. And we just like can laugh at the drop of a hat, just cornball sense of humor, you know, um, just like this innocence. And I think that's something too that I've seen in Leo. So again, struggling with that, you know, what's reality? Like, let me step outside of this dream and then mm-hmm. embrace what's, what's right in front of me. And I think, you know, like being okay with that, you know, we're not all going to sit on the throne. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think the other thing I'm curious that I that I discovered in my research was that uh, Leos tend to be of a jealous nature, like a lot more quickly, which kind of makes sense. I kind of think about like, maybe they're just hot headed and they tend to like, you know, because oh, they're yeah. also passionate, they tend to be, um, you know, a little bit more possessive. And, you know, that also speaks of being the king, right? I'm just kind of curious if you yeah. have experienced that yourself. Oh, putting me on the hot seat, which I like. <laughs> I feel the fire underneath me. Um, yeah, I mean, if you ask people I've been in relationships with in the past, I mean, I, I've had that that nature for sure. And not just with um, romantic interests, but, you know, comparing right. myself like a little bit and some of that's also upbringing, but I think, and, so, and the media and all that, but I do think that I have a tendency towards that. So I have to rein it in. I have to, you know, realize that, you have to think about your strengths. You have to think about what you, what you offer and what you have and just love yourself a little bit. It's like, it's okay. We can all, you want everyone to shine. I think, as you mentioned before, so there, again, there's a duality of um, it's complex. It's not, it's not black or white. 
Right. So Absolutely. Well, and it's interesting because I know we talked a little bit about our rising and moon signs. I do feel like you have a lot of Virgo in you. Like, I think even though I see the Leo in you, I feel like especially as of lately, you are a little bit more Virgo. And again, I think it's also just what's happening with the planets, like what's happening mm-hmm. in your life. There's so much that plays into that. But how do you feel about that? Do you feel more Leo? Do you feel more Virgo? And I can't remember what's your moon sign again? Libra. Yeah. So I'm just curious kind of what, how you feel about all that. Yeah. Good question, Jen. Um, well, first off, I guess I'm, I'm on the cusp in a way of Western astrology. So that makes sense that I have this leaning towards some Virgo qualities, but with the rising sign, I do, I do think I'm a little more, um, a little more practical. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, and I'm definitely a list maker. I'm organized. I'm a little analytical. Um, I think more and more. And some of that's just maturity. I mean, you think about the maiden, right, that represents the, the Virgo and um, kind of even that maternal nature. I think I've, I have that a little bit more within me now. And that feminine side, right? So I think the Virgo is a feminine sign. So, um, you know, I, I kind of do this dance a lot between like expressing that, that yin and that yang, right? So the masculine energy and the feminine energy, because um, I, I have both for sure. So yeah. I would say I am growing more into that. And maybe that's good because I'm finding a balance between the two. Um, but I don't want to lose my Leo soul. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, I don't think you ever will. I mean, it's just part of who you are, sister. Thanks, babe. Yeah. (laughs) Do you know a lot of Leos? What's your, besides me? um... (laughs) I mean, I actually, it's funny. I really don't know a lot of Leos. I mean, it's funny how so many of the people that I know, I are Leo Virgo cusps. So, and we will of course talk about Virgo when we hit Virgo season, but I do have a lot of Virgos in my life that are on the cusp. So that's Mm. interesting too. So yeah. And you've got a lot of Virgo in you and, and your ex, like was Virgo. There's so much there that we'll explore. Absolutely. So like the the two Leos that I know the best are you. And I mean, like Lo is a a cancer cusp, but it definitely has a lot of Leo in her. So, and it's funny when you talked about the hair, I was like, oh yeah, she totally has the Leo hair, right? hair, yes. Too bad mine's thinning out with age, but, um. (laughs) But I still want to keep it long. Yeah. It's, I'm going to start looking for that. That's funny. I never really thought about that before you mentioned it. So, yeah, that's cool. Aw. And, I mean, at the same time, one other cornball thing is, um, well, I'd like to say all my friends have amazing smiles. But um, I do, I can also notice a lot of times the fire signs mm. have, like, a big, bold smile. Um, Love that. And I've noticed that, too, with with people usually. So, that's another way maybe to spot a Leo. We'll see. Everybody out there, go try to spot a Leo. But they'll probably tell you they are, so don't even worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely love the lion symbolism. I've always been really attracted to lions, like just in general. Mm. They're just so majestic and they're so strong. And they, But they also have this like friendly to them at least I kind of think of it as like a big cat right yeah and um and also like just like a cat like you know they're they're bold and friendly but also and can be cuddly but also like you know strong and majestic so I I don't know I just and and I really have always loved like the character in um Return to Narnia or Narnia I can't remember the name of that movie the Lion the Witch of the Wardrobe um yeah Chronicles of Narnia right yes yes Mm -hmm. thank you the Chronicles of Narnia I've 
freaking love that character. Like, just to me, that says so much about, like, what a Leo is, you know? You explained it so well, Jen. I find that lions are very fascinating. And if you've ever seen a lion in person, you can, you notice those things that you just mentioned and just that expression you can tell that there there's this vulnerability but also this bravery and this um strength and yeah yeah they're just so fierce right and they're fierce in the way that they you know handle themselves but also fierce in the way that they love too so I feel like it's sort of like it's it's both they're just fierce and bold and strong in general yes exactly thank you Jen you're welcome (laughs) I definitely see all that in you for sure. (laughs) So tell me about the mythology. You seem to know a lot about the stories behind the lion and the constellation. I'd love to know more. Yeah. I think that's half the fun of looking up at the stars is, is, you know, looking into the stories that lie behind like why they were named the way that they were. So in Greek mythology, the Leo was known as the Nemean lion. So a lot of people know that particular zodiac sign as the Nemean lion specifically. And um, this particular character would take women as hostages and he would take the woman back to his cave and he would use that to lure warriors back to, um, to come save their woman in distress. Oh, right. Wow. I know. Dang. I know. So in, and of course in Greek mythology, Hercules killed was the one who killed the lion. So of course, Hercules saved the day as, as he often did in Greek mythology. <laughs> Wow, so this is making us not look so good. What's the redeeming quality here of this Nemean lion? <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, you know, they are strong and uh, I don't even know what to say. I don't know. <laughs> it's okay. Well, you could get back to me on that. It is just a story. It's just a story, of course. We've right? evolved since then, right? We've grown up a little bit. So Exactly, exactly. I also heard that the constellation was one of the easiest to see in the skies. Do you know more about that? Is that correct? Yeah, it is. And it's also um, known for, it has this big cloud of gas that's around it. And it's actually known as the Leo ring. And it's mm. like even bigger than the Milky Way, apparently. It's like six times wider. Dang, move over, Milky Way. There's a new boss in town. <laughs> <laughs> and it's fire, a ring of fire. I love it. By the way, disclaimer, I've perked up for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> as a Leo the- should, as a Leo should. Yes, and we'll get into the deliciousness soon. Um, but maybe we could talk about things that represent Leo in terms of style and um, flowers, gemstones, things like that. First thing I think of, first of all, is just a big, bright sunflower. Like to me, that says Leo. It's Mm -hmm. big, it's bright. It's like, I'm the king of the flower garden. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. And it's, it stands tall too, even though I'm a shorty. Uh, (laughs) You can tell it's like that, um, I wonder if Napoleon was a Leo. We should look that up. But we should look that up for sure. <laughs> but um, just that that height and that presence, right? So you can really mm, expose yes. yourself to that. So I, I love that you said that because I really am, in terms of colors, first off, I'm very drawn to color in, in general, but like bold colors. Like I do not look good in or like to wear like Easter kind of colors, like pastels um that's just it's not for me some people look beautiful in them but I I just need to have those rich colors and it's it's a thing for me I'm not into those like 
<laughs> pale yellows or um I mean if I'm gonna choose I would choose pale yellow over anything else because yellows and golds um and you know even a rustic kind of color oranges mm. those are what I'm really drawn to yeah now that you say that I do see you wearing those colors a lot and so I definitely got saw that in my research about Leo's. They love those colors, but also red came up. Do you, I feel like you wear a lot of red as well. Don't you? Yeah, I love, um, I do have a lot of red dresses that haven't been as worn, which, you know, I guess the Virgo is, it's taken over my wardrobe, but, um, <laughs> but I do have a lot of reds and I ha- even have one with, um, Jaguars on it, like a, a red dress with Jaguars. So Ooh, cool. I think it's perfect. We actually, I wore it to the chocolate festival we went to in San Francisco. That's right. So it's all coming together. It <laughs> is coming together. Well, speaking of chocolate, should we get into the chocolate? I mean, come on. Yes, let's Isn't do it. it. Um, what did you bring with you today to taste? Yeah, I am kind of going to go back to what I tried in, with the cancer because, you know, the moon and the sun, they're so um, bold. They have such a presence. And so I chose to go with the traditional drinking chocolate again, but this time it is spicy. Um, it's called mole mole drinking chocolate. Mole and mole. It, <laughs> yes. Like the Mexican traditional sauce, sauce with right. chilies mm-hmm, and chocolate and um, it is from Eldora Chocolate Company, and they are in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh, they are actually really getting some good recognition. They have just been named one of the top 10 best chocolate shops in the U.S., um, according to USA wow. Today. Yeah, the list came out last week, and I was surprised that there were on that list, I think, only three shops that are bean to bar. So I was, the rest were like confectionaries or truffle shops, um, which is amazing too, but I was just curious to, to see. So Eldora does make bean to bar chocolate as well as a bunch of different confections. And I got to visit them on a road trip um, across the U.S. when I moved over to Michigan, cool. um, which is where I am, but I moved from Portland. And so we did this epic road trip, my partner and I, and we stopped at some bean to bar shops. And that was one of them. And the maker, Steve, he's so nice. And um, just so like, he gave us a special tour when we were there. And I just fell in love with this drinking chocolate, Jen. It is majestic. Um, well, it, appropriate for the Leo right now. <laughs> exactly. And it's, it's very dense. And you know, how I mentioned before, the traditional drinking chocolate usually was made with chilies. So this one has that spice. Um, it does have sugar, which is why I'm so pepped up. Um, <laughs> so but, you started drinking already is what you're telling me, because I've been saving my bar here, Cara, just so you know. The uh, king in me needed to drink it first, of course, and then I can have all my dwellers drink it afterwards. <laughs> Oh, that's just perfect. <laughs> um, and the reason I also picked this drinking chocolate, Jen, because it has such a richness to it. And, you know, back in the day in the Mayan and Aztec culture, and also through European history with chocolate, it was a drink, but it was also one of wealth. So mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. the the aristocrats would drink the chocolate and a lot of 
uh, it wasn't for everyone. And that's, it's kind of sad to think that so many people might've been deprived. Um, but according to the History Channel and other sources, the Aztec ruler Montezuma II, he was known for being just a big bully, really, um, and mm-hmm. just treated women like like crap. But he he drank fifty cups of or goblets of chocolate a day to increase his libido. Um, oh. So one, he was hoarding the chocolate, and two, he was <laughs> he was getting he was it living on. a good life. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. That seems so appropriate for a kind of a royal character like that to like, uh, first of all, chocolate is a luxury. It's, you know, especially back in the day, it was very rare. And to be drinking that to, you know, 50 cups is kind of like, you know, and, and also I do think when I think of Leo, I think of they love luxury, right? They love luxury yes. items. They love the glamorous, right? So that yeah. seems just so perfect. Yeah. And they, uh, the, that feeling of excess, you know, just you know, kind of feeling like more, I need to have more, give me more. I feel that way too. And I wanted to mention too, and this is the last thing speaking of excess, but no, <laughs> please be a Leo, do it, do it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, that Albuquerque as a place to make chocolate. I mean, that is a hard, that is a hard place to be making your chocolate because it's in the high desert. Um, right. They have 310 days of sunshine a year. So I wanted to look that up like as, you know, a sun sign yeah. um, and represented by the sun. So that's, that's just another reason why I selected Ooh. this chocolate and, and the beans themselves are from the Dominican Republic and this region, typically you're going to get some like, fruity notes and so these bold red fruits are kind of coming through not just the spice so you're getting a little bit of cherry note a little bit of plum and I think of those as very rich fruits and very bright right Mm -hmm. so it kind of complements that royalty and that leo quality I love that love that it sounds really delicious I'm like really like salivating right now wanting to drink your chocolate (laughs) well I'm gonna allow you to Go ahead (laughs) and consume your chocolate. Tell me about it. What did you bring, Jed? Yeah. So I picked a chocolate from a company called Orinoco. I hope I'm saying that right. And this particular company, I just was immediately drawn to their packaging. So they have this Mm. beautiful, like it almost has this, like if I didn't know after doing a little bit more research, I would say it looks like sort of like Norwegian or Swedish art on the front, but in very bright colors. And it has like this really big, um, it almost looks like a sunflower, which is what made me choose it on the front. Oh, wow. It's really cool. Like really fun, bright colors. But what's really cool about this artwork is that it's actually from the indigenous Wayu people. So the, so the chocolate itself is from Venezuela Mm. and the Wayu people are known as the people of the sun, sand and wind. So it just seems so appropriate for Leo. That is spot on. I love that. That sounds amazing. And I love that it represents um just kind of a little bit of the history too and combines yeah different regions different peoples it's oh I love it so I can't wait for you to taste it and describe yeah and uh what's really cool is when I bought it I was like what is the shape inside I was like oh it's gonna be like a magic shape I also thought that was really kind of cool because I'm like kind of a Leo to like sort of like have something really cool shaped but I saw when I did a little research on it that the bar itself is shaped like a big 
Cocoa Pod. So, oh my gosh. Yeah, it's really cool looking. So I just opened up just the packaging right now to try it. And... Just like you said, chocolate is money, baby. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and when you describe the pa- the packaging being the first thing, it also reminds me as a Leo because it's, you know, that attractive quality, that that glamour, that, you know, that was what you were drawn to was the outside, the exterior. So I find that pretty spot on too. Yeah, exactly. And I'm tasting it right now. It's like melting in my tongue. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. What are you picking up? I'm picking up just a little bit of spice. I can't, it's not like a traditional, like Mexican spice. It's more like a natural spice in the, in the chocolate. And, mm. um, mm, and there's a nice, like, I can kind of taste a little bit of nuttiness almost like, um, and I, it, it, the other thing that's about cool about this chocolate is that it's sweetened with maple sugar. So um, it, there's only three ingredients in this um, bar. It's cocoa bean, maple sugar, and cocoa butter. Oh, wow. I love the simplicity. Um, and then just the fact that it's sweetened with maple sugar. I mean, that a lot of makers are doing that nowadays using alternative sugars. So, again, it, you know, it's health benefits, but it's also, there is something rich about, about maple, right? I think it's a hard process to make maple sugar or maple syrup. It's yes. And it's, it's like my all time favorite, which is another reason why I chose it. Cause I love maple. I just love maple sugar in general, but it does change the flavor profile a little bit. And, um, and I thought about you too, because maple sugar in general is often harvested in the Midwest and which is now where you live. So I thought that was kind of a little nod to you as well. Oh, thank you. The Leo in me is so appreciative. I Um, knew you would be. (laughs) (laughs) And I think Jen, you just keep nailing it because um, even though there's no right or wrong answer to everyone out there, if you're picking a bar that represents, you know, your sun sign, your moon sign, your rising sign, et cetera. Um, I think you're spot on because Venezuela is actually known to be, and this is, you know, controversial, but it's known to be um, the country with the highest quality cacao or the richest cacao, you would say. So if you look up like, what's the best cacao in the world? Venezuela comes up. Um, And I think that's partly because of uh, certain genetic classifications of beans that are grown there, which is the Criollo, which is one of the um, genetic classifications. Mm. It's like the fattier. Um, it's usually like a white cocoa bean. It's just beautiful. So there's this like majestic side of, of the cacao. And so picking Venezuela that, I mean, I just was blown by that, that you picked that. And I um, love that. Cause it is kind of, you're right. I'm reading the back of label and it does say it's known as the best cacao, which makes sense. Like uh, uh, Leah would of course appreciate the finest things in life, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. The finest things. And the nuttiness you picked up too, that is usually a flavor note that is in Venezuelan chocolate or usually around that region. Okay. You pick up the nuttiness. So I also, um, applaud you for that too. There's my Leo praise to you. I love it. I, I'm soaking it in like I would soak in the sun. Thank you, Cara. <laughs> Should we move on to our trivia? I'm really excited to ask you a question, but I'll let you go first. Okay. All right. Wow. That's very gracious of you, Miss Leo. 
<laughs> I'm not going to show off. I'll let you go. No, I'm just kidding. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. Um, all right. So this is probably going to be easy for you, but what do you think is the best way to win over a Leo? Dang. How long, how much time you got? <laughs> <laughs> Please just share what you think. What would, what would be the best way to win you over, Kara? Oh, um, make me something from the heart. Um, oh, I love that. So that's the, uh, the sappy answer. And the other answer is book me a trip to uh, a trip all over the world. I would say, you know, bring yes. it to the rainforest so I can taste cacao in the flesh. Um, no, that's just one way, but I think, I think really truly it is, um, speaking from the heart. And then on the other side of it, the more expensive, the better. But I'm not like that. I just want to put a disclaimer out there. Uh-huh, that it's, uh-huh. it's not about that for me at all. <laughs> well, like we talked about, there's a lot more that influences who you are around the Zodiac. So lots of elements in the earth and the moon and the sun to affect you. But I, in my research, found that the, probably one of the best ways is to um, – to do something that really shows a big gesture. So Mm. it's from the heart, but also like sort of maybe extravagant. It doesn't have to be expensive necessarily, although they love that. It's about like showing them that they are important, right? It's kind of a status thing. So that was a big thing that came up. And another thing that came up was that they are, um, they, they, even though they are very confident and bold, they really love it when other people are being bold and confident as well. Yes. So it's another way to really win over Leo is to like, to, ex- you know, to express those qualities in yourself. And they love, they love that a lot. So Aww, that's, that's really true. I think that I, one of my favorite, one of my favorite things and challenges for myself is, um, if there's a group of people and someone is very quiet, of course, I don't want to put them on the spot, but I do want to get them to feel comfortable. And I do want to get them to express themselves in some way. And I used to run the Portland Shockaholics meetup group. And there were a lot of people coming in there who, yeah, they're there to make friends or they're there to make lovers as well. Yes. (laughs) Two people fell in love through the chocoholics, I just have to say. Um, So I better get a shout out at their wedding. But but they... they, I um, love that. That's how they express themselves, you know, through through chocolate. And then also just like getting comfortable and, you know, planning activities that they would feel like they could be themselves or they could, you know, have a conversation topic or some way to shine. So... Exactly. You want them to be in the spotlight too. You, you really appreciate that. The other thing that kind of came up too is kind of that romance, that passionate thing that you kind of like that. You like to be romanced for a really long time, like for your whole life, right? (laughs) You like to to have that little attention to detail, that little, that courting that, you know, let's, let's be romance sized forever. So I think that's, that's so appropriate for Leo too. And the honeymoon period, as we know, doesn't last forever, but you know, as for Leo, they can, they can dream it. Right. So exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's such a good question. Um, And the heart does rule the, Leo or that's one of that's the body part ruled by Leo so the heart and the spine so you love that that as well yes so my question for you Jen is switching gears to more of that the heat right and the and the lions um which country in the world has the highest lion population Ooh, that's interesting I would probably just off the top of my head 
Mm. Wow, I have no idea. I mean, I would guess someplace in Africa. You are right. Okay. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry for the pause. <laughs> you have me it's like, oh no, did I fail? <laughs> no, you've got it. It's actually um, Tanzania. Okay. Oh, I love that because Tanzania always has some of my favorite chocolates. Yes, there is. There are a lot of um, amazing chocolates that have that as the country of origin, and um, you know the continent's population. Apparently, all the countries in Africa, right, have more of the lions than other parts of the world. Um, but in the past 30 years, it has gone down. Um, so that was kind of sad to read that the continent's population has dropped more than two thirds. Wow. Um, that's a big chunk. Yeah. And, and really has gone extinct in 26 countries is what I read from. And this is according to a recent Duke university study, um, so let's just take care of our planet, um, continue to do our best to um, make an individual difference at least, right? So what can yeah. we do to help protect? And there are a lot of bars that um, companies that give back, or you can read about them more when you go online and see if they're, they're doing anything that's helping the planet in terms of sustainability or um, safety or you know, just ethical practices. So I would, I would take a look because I think there are a lot of um, companies doing that. So I love that. What an easy way to help prevent the extinction of the lion species, right? Is just to go buy yourself a chocolate bar. Because as you were talking, it reminded me when I go to Whole Foods, I see the endangered species chocolate bars all the time. They must have one for mm -hmm. lion. I mean, how easy would that be? Exactly. And I think they do, they do a lot with, they're very transparent too about, um, you know, their practices. So you want to look for that on your packaging label. And if you can't find it there, then you can look them up online because usually there is a story behind the makers and the bars. And uh, sometimes you'll learn more about the farms and that's always nice too, or, or the regions where you're getting the chocolate. I know you said this before, but that's part of the chocolate tasting experience is to really understand where the chocolate's coming from, understand the families that are making these craft chocolates. It's mm -hmm. pretty, it's, it makes it so much more enjoyable as you're tasting the chocolate to understand it more. Yeah, I love that. And I, I agree. I think there is something about, uh, it's all coming, tying together for me as I'm winding down for my chocolate high. <laughs> <laughs> Of like the pack of lions and just, you know. But you you're not going to have 50 cups like like the king, <laughs> like the ruler oh, yeah. of Montezuma or whatever his name was. Gosh, I don't even know. I couldn't even. <laughs> he probably, I mean, he must, I don't know. He probably drank them and then fell asleep, I would say, right? I don't even know if he got to the sex, but. <laughs> After that much chocolate, maybe not. Yeah, if I, I would, oh, goodness. I mean, I don't even know, like, how he was hoarding so much chocolate, but. Um, hey, he was the king. He was the king. <laughs> the lord, <laughs> if you will. But there is also a craft chocolate company that has um, a lion on its logo that I recently Ooh, tried. Cool. And they're called Karu Chocolates, and they're from Colombia. Um, so definitely check that out. And we'll put all these links to the chocolate makers we've talked about today in the episode notes, as well as on Instagram, where we'll be doing... Um, I'm going to post a couple pictures from our New Mexico adventures and definitely want to see that bar that you mentioned, Jen. Oh, it's so beautiful. It's really amazing. Let's switch gears as much as I'd like to keep talking about this. Um, 
<laughs> about yourself, you mean? Yes, exactly. <laughs> What's happening? There's something happening in the sky next Tuesday and um, before our next episode drops. So you want to give a little sneak peek, Jen? Of course I do. So as you know, next week, we're going to continue Leo season and talk about Leo compatibility and, you know, celebs that are Leo. So it's going to be a super fun episode. But before we air that next episode, there's going to be a full moon on August 1st. And Ooh. what's cool about this full moon, there's a lot of cool things about it. But because it's on August 1st, that means there's going to be another full moon at the end of the month. So there's two full moons in August. Um, so that means Dang. that we're going to have a blue moon. That So whenever there's two full moons in a one month, that means the second one is called a blue moon. That's what a blue moon is. Oh, wow. And this moon is uh, the sturgeon moon, and it's called the sturgeon moon because of the season. So a lot of these moons are named after the seasons that they're in. And so in August is a good time to catch the fish, which is the sturgeon, mm. right? Yeah. And um, the other th cool thing about this full moon is these both of the full moons in August are super moons. So when they're a super moon, it just basically means they're closer to the Earth, so they appear bigger than normal. Oh, well, that makes sense, too. <laughs> Right? So Maybe perfect I for Leo see the season. Lion in the moon. Yes, exactly. Exactly. They're showing themselves off. Not a big surprise. <laughs> no surprise here. <laughs> yes, exactly. So we'll talk all more about that later, but we just wanted to make sure you guys look up at the sky on August 1st and check out that big, bright Leo showing off moon. <laughs> oh, I love it. And this has been a, so fun. And I hope everyone, if you do have any Leo in you, or you want to write a love poem or express yourself or woo me. Um, <laughs> sorry. You with lots of extravagance. Woo yourselves or your partners or anyone um, that you know, uh, feel free to share with us. We would love to hear more from you as we're kind of growing our podcast. It is just a delight for us, but I, I, we want to learn from you and hear what you'd like us to talk about too. So feel free to drop us an email at Coco astrology pod at gmail.com um, or you can send us a message on the instagram yes please do we would so love to hear from you comment on our posts tell us tell us what you love what you want to hear more of we want to know <laughs> less about para and the leo <laughs> right <laughs> well hopefully i'm speaking for others and and making them sound good that's all i'm <laughs> absolutely that's also in fashion with the leo so i love it all right. So as we exit this, I will be singing Age of Aquarius because it'll be a full moon in Aquarius. That's um, right. Cue That's the right. lights. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you're going to be singing. <laughs> this is the dot. No, just kidding. All right. Well, we'll see you all next week. Have a great rest of your week. And yeah. Bye, everybody. Truth. Thank you.